Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. They have to understand I chose to, to stay in my country because I'm French. And I've got a problem with soccer, to be fair. Football. What I can guarantee to you is that they want to keep everything secret. Hello everybody, welcome to House of Champions. I'm delighted to say that I'm joined by our resident transfer guru, Fabrizio Romano. Fab, how are you doing? We're about to dive into some Chelsea chats. What's new? Hello, my friend. It's going to be it's gonna be busy because there are many things happening. I'm great, thanks. Hope you too. And I'm ready to answer many questions because they're really busy with many, many transfers. And honestly, I'm, I'm not surprised. <laughs> All right, looking forward to getting down to the business. But first of all, a sad bit of news, and that is obviously that Brazilian soccer legend Pelé, arguably the greatest player to have ever lived. Obviously, there's a lot of debate surrounding that, especially after the NR Messi's World Cup win. But that's by the by. Unfortunately, Pelé passed away at the age of 82, three-time World Cup winner, and absolutely zero doubt that he was a major trailblazer uh, in terms of the development of the global game. Tributes pouring in from all over the footballing world. uh, for the Brazilian legend, Fab, just uh, a few words on uh, on obviously this extremely sad news. Absolutely, this is a, a big loss for football. Uh, it's part of our culture, I think. When we mention players like and legends like Pelé, Maradona, Joan Cruyff, and many others, uh, it's really sad uh, when when this is happening. But also, they will live forever because in the memory, what they did, what Pelé did with Santos, is really unbelievable. We have lot of fantastic stories of what he did on the pitch, off the pitch, because he was a really special person. Also, many people in football know how special was his relationship with many of the legends we see in the pictures here. Uh, current legends, like players like Neymar, but also legends of the past, has always been super respectful and will always be a symbol of football around the world. So, really sad news, but Pelé will, will be, in his image, will live forever. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, the the discussion around who was, uh, you know, arguably the greatest player to ever lived, Pele, Diego Maradona, Lionel Messi, it's, you know, I think it's just something that will rage forever and ever. Uh, let's move away from that and uh, into today's main topic. And that is obviously Chelsea uh, and all of these transfer rumours surrounding uh, the London club at this moment in time. Uh, no better place to start than Enzo Fernandez. I know that you've been busy on Twitter, uh, Fab, with uh, updating people with the latest so uh what is the 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 latest to the very minute on uh, what's going on with fernandez and chelsea yes while we're speaking there are negotiations and discussions ongoing so these are really important days and hours for the enzo fernandez deal as we mentioned a few days ago don't expect this one to be one to be closed maybe at the end of the window or in the second part of january for benfica is now or never so they don't want this negotiation to be long and for Chelsea, it's a really important moment to understand if they can make it or not. Uh, let me remind you, there is this release clause, 120 million euros plus taxes. Uh, but for Chelsea, uh, this is not the priority. They don't want to pay the release clause 
as of now, then we will see how is the negotiation going. But as of now, what I'm told, they don't want to pay the release clause because it will be in one solution. And so it could create some, some problem to pay 120 million euros plus taxes in one single solution problems. I mean, uh, in, in terms of other signings, of planning of more signings in January, in the summer. So for Chelsea, it's important to try to negotiate with Benfica. This is what they're trying to do, to push with Benfica and to find a way on the payment term structure so to make an important, really important bid, but to pay with different kind of schedules. So this is what they are discussing with Benfica. For Benfica president, Rui Costa, the priority has always been to keep the player. So it's always been release close or nothing. So let's see if now we will open to negotiate with uh, Chelsea on this payment structure or if he will decide to keep the player at least until the end of the season and then to negotiate in the summer for, uh, for Enzo Fernandez. This is the key point. The payment terms discussed between Chelsea and Benfica. From what I'm told on player side, Enzo Fernandez wants Chelsea move. The player is open to joining Chelsea right now. He dreams of Premier League in general, and Chelsea would be a really big opportunity. So that would be no, there would be no problem on the contract side. And so would love to join Chelsea. And this is why now Benfica have to make a decision if they want to continue on their way, so release close or nothing, or if they want to accept Chelsea conditions. So really, really important hours. Uh, I want to clarify that we had a lot of rumors on Liverpool and Man United triggering the close in the past few days. From what I'm told, this is not true. The reality is that Liverpool and Man United appreciate the player, of course, is a top talent, but they never made any official bid to Benfica and they never triggered the close. So interest, yes, but they are not actively working to sign Enzo Fernandez now. So now it's Chelsea and Benfica in negotiation. Right, if some of our viewers have their way, Fab, you're going to be in for a long day. They want you here locked in until there is the, the official <laughs> here we go. Uh, just one question, actually, on Enzo Fernandez, because there must there must be a lot of temptation on Benfica's side to cash in. Let's you know not forget that you know should Fernandez go for the, for the sums of money that we're discussing, that would be, I think, more than 10 times uh, what Benfica paid for him. And that's in about six months. So that must be, uh, you know, almost a, a record in terms of, you know, creating profit out of what was a very, very smart and shrewd investment by the Portuguese giants. Yes, absolutely. This is a key point, I think. We have to say congrats to Benfica. I don't know if at the end they will sell the player or they will keep the player, but what they did with Enzo Fernandez is showing that sometimes we speak about football like, okay, only the big clubs can sign top players, but sometimes if you have a smart strategy, a good scouting system, and also if you are ready to pay money and trust players at the right moment, you can find these kind of opportunities because it was not impossible to find Enzo Fernandez. It's not like Barashkelia, who was playing in Georgia or in Russian league, and so it was more and more complicated for Napoli to find him. In this case, he was the star of River Plate. He was winning everything with River Plate. So it was just about trusting the player, investing 10 million euros plus, 10, plus 18 add-ons. So a really good deal for, uh, for Benfica. And then the World Cup, of course, helped them to have this kind of value. 120 million just two months ago was absolutely impossible to think and to trust about Enzo Fernandez. But he had a very good Champions League group stage. And now with this World Cup, I think the value has, has completely changed. So congrats to Rui Costa and to Benfica. Obviously, uh, this is uh, Chelsea themed, but just on the on the topic of Argentina, are there any other players in that Argentine squad that you think are in a similar situation to Fernandez, where their value might have risen so much uh, because of their performances at the World Cup that their clubs might be tempted to cash in uh, in January? I would mention as players who have different value now, of course, is McAllister. He had a very good World Cup with Argentina. I think that midfield with the Paul, with McAllister, and of course, with Enzo Fernandez made the difference. And this is why these players have now a different value. But the reality is that uh, Roberto De Zerbi, the Brighton manager, is in love with McAllister. Uh, so I think they will try to keep the player at least until the end of the season. Then let's see if some proposal will arrive. At the moment, the situation is more quiet than, uh, than Enzo Fernandez, of course. We had rumors about Juventus, but I'm told Juventus at the moment have made no official bid for, for McAllister. 
McAllister. Brighton have received nothing, and they will try at least to keep one between McAllister and Moises Caicedo, who is another player who had a good workup, but in general is a very good player, very talented player with many clubs following him. So they will try to keep both of them. It's not going to be easy, but I think McAllister has good chances to complete the second part of the season with Brighton. Very interesting. Well, let's get back to Chelsea. And obviously another name that has been mentioned, we spoke about him earlier in the week, is Monaco's Benoit Badiashil. Is there any update on that situation, Fab? Yes, for Badiashil, I think we are uh, at the final beats of the deal. Uh, honestly, it's really the final, final details. Chelsea and Monaco are really close uh, in the graph in the, on the agreement for, for Badiashil. Because what happened? They made an official bid a few days ago, 35 million euros. Monaco want a bit more, want to arrive around 40 million euros with some add-ons. So they are now discussing the structure of these 5 million euros add-ons for Abadiashil. The player already gave his green light. We had rumors on Spanish clubs, other English clubs, but the player is really tempted by Chelsea. They have a project, we know, uh, with many young players uh, to do something important in the future. And so the player is absolutely uh, ready and open to, to join Chelsea. So... Personal terms agreed. Agreement really close also between clubs. And I feel that Badiashil in the next days will be the new centre-back of Chelsea. They were looking uh, for a left-footed centre-back center already in the summer. That was not easy because of Gvardial value, as we already mentioned. And now for Badiashil, they are really, really close. Yeah, very interesting. Also, uh, just uh, an intriguing subplot to this. Obviously, Manon Sarr is on loan at Monaco from Chelsea. Do you think this is a transfer that has been sort of in in the making uh, for some time? You know, perhaps it was even part of Chelsea's thinking when they agreed to loan uh, Saar to Monaco. And, you know, presumably for Monaco, at least in the short term, uh, you know, Saar is going to be the player that they rely on alongside Di Sazi uh, when Bad Yashil uh, moves on. I think this could be this could be a key of reading this kind of story, but uh, the reality is that Chelsea in the summer they were not negotiating for Shield, they were following him. Then other people joined the board of, of Chelsea because now there is Joe Shields, Lawrence Stewart, who is the director of Monaco, who is going to join Chelsea in February. So there are many new people, including of course the new technical director Christopher Vivel, who is going to lead all these negotiations. And so it's really important to say that they decided to go for for Shield. So they changed the story on this. Uh, on this deal, and this is why Chelsea now are so so active. They announced the signing of Fofana from from Molde. Also, Andre Santos is flying to London these hours to have his medical and sign the contract. This is a really talented midfielder born in 2004 from Vasco da Gama. So Chelsea are really busy with uh, with many deals. Yeah, absolutely. And another player who's been linked with Chelsea uh, for a couple of times over the last sort of 12 to 18 months has been Declan Rice. Is there any uh, is there any new uh, updates on that? No, honestly, no, because at the moment it's just about interest. We know, as you mentioned, the interest of Chelsea for Declan Rice, but also many other English clubs. We know that Man City, Man United, all the English top clubs uh, are following Declan Rice. It's normal. He's English. He's a very good player. And so it's absolutely normal to keep an eye on the situation. But he's not leaving West Ham in January. This is what Moyes said. And this is also what they confirm in private from West Ham. They want to keep the player at least until the end of the season. They know at West Ham that already in March, in April, um, Declan Rice was really clear. He communicated to the club that he was not going to sign a new deal so they know that in the summer is going to be probably the moment to open to be open and discuss a fee for for Declan Rice let's see but at the moment it's too early to say where Declan Rice will end up well we know that uh, Reese James will be out for about a month do you think there's going to be any temptation now for Chelsea to go into the market to look for potentially a backup to to him especially if there's maybe concerns uh, that you know he might have more injury issues between now and the end of the season once he has gotten back on the pitch I think, yes, they will keep an eye on the market, but it's not going to be the priority. Now the priority is Badia Shield. The priority is to understand with Enzo Fernandez how they can proceed with Benfica. 
maybe a winger. I would not be surprised if Chelsea will try to sign also a winger in this transfer window. It depends on the budget because, as we mentioned, it depends on how they can agree the Enzo deal. Enzo deal is the one who will decide the budget for Chelsea. So we will see. But I think winger, midfielder, centre-back, these are the priorities. And then for the right-back, uh, it depends on the opportunities, I think, in the second part of the market. Also because they hope Regimes to be back maybe in four or five weeks and same for Wesley Fofana, three, four weeks. So not super serious injuries, but of course, they want to keep an eye on the situation. Great to see comments uh, coming in from the likes of Thabang. Guys, keep those comments coming in, questions for Fab as well. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, and then once we get back, we will go straight into some more Chelsea chat. Welcome back, everybody. So stay up to date with every story and every heart-pounding moment from the world of elite-level soccer with the Golazzo Starting Eleven newsletter from CBS Sports. It's your ultimate guide to the beautiful game, taking you beyond the pitch and around the globe with expert analysis of everything that you need to know in the world of soccer. Sign up today for free at cbssports.com slash Golazzo. Once again, it's the Golazzo Starting Eleven newsletter, and you can sign up for free at cbssports.com slash Golazzo. So, guys, keep those comments and questions for Fab coming in. Now, moving on to another Chelsea-related topic. There's a number of players out of contract this coming summer. Fab, you've got the likes of Jorginho, Conte, Zakaria, uh, and also Thiago Silva. Is there a possibility that we might see, uh, you know, a few of these guys, perhaps even all of them, uh, you know, moved on as this uh, Chelsea revolution continues? I don't think all of them, honestly, because Chelsea are having some conversations with some of them. For example, Thiago Silva, they love Thiago Silva. They love how he's playing and they love the impact he has in the dressing room. So I expect Chelsea to have more conversations with Thiago, with Thiago Silva in the next weeks. And I think it's on Thiago. He has to decide if he wants to continue in Europe or maybe move back to Brazil and try different kind of experience for the final chapters of his, of his career. But in Chelsea board, they love Thiago Silva. So I think he has a chance to, to continue. For uh, Jorginho, they are in conversations, but at the moment there is still nothing agreed between Chelsea and Jorginho. The situation is absolutely open. And so I think it will take some time to decide on Jorginho's situation. But as of now, it takes it takes really time and nothing is, is completed or agreed. For Kante, it's changing. For Kante, it's changing because a few weeks ago and also in the last few months, the feeling around Chelsea is that they wanted to rebuild, completely rebuild the, the midfield. And so the negotiation with Kante was really complicated. But now they had new contacts in the last few days, new contacts with his agents. And it seems that Kante is open to accept different kind of terms so that they can negotiate on the salary. They can have uh, a different kind of now feeling also on Kante's side that he wants to be open to negotiate with Chelsea at different kind of conditions. And this is an important news because, of course, Kante now is injured. So we have to see in the next weeks how it will evolve with his injury, if he will be fit, uh, what kind of impact he will have with Graham Potter in the second part of the season. But now for, for Kante, the situation is more open. The player loves Chelsea. The player loves London also. He will love to continue there. And so this is why he's now open to different conditions. Let's see if at the end an agreement would be reached. But now is a 50-50 situation for Kante. A few months ago was was a bit different. And then Zakaria is... Uh, on loan from Juventus. There is a buy option clause included into the contract, but at the moment they have not spoken to Juventus or to his agents to trigger the clause. So I think at the end of the season they will make a decision, but at the moment uh, for Zakaria is nothing decided yet. Uh, I believe we've got a couple of questions coming up for you. First one on Rafa Liao. So you got, is Liao still a target for Chelsea if he does not extend with Milan? I think he's a target. Uh, he's a target because they like the player. They wanted the player in the summer. 
but there is also financial fair play. So let's see how the Senso story will go. Let's see how all the other stories will go this uh, this uh, this January window. Uh, if they have other wingers in the list and not just Leao, because I'm sure that Chelsea are exploring multiple options and not just Rafael Leao. Also because Leao is in negotiation with Milan to extend the contract and Milan will insist in the next weeks to reach an agreement with Leao. They will have a new meeting with his agents to discuss again. So to answer the question of Zach, yes, he's a target, but it's not an easy one. And uh, we have to see how this Enzo situation will evolve to understand also the budget for the winger. Obviously a big one here for our USMNT contingent. Uh, Christian Pulisic and uh, Hakim Ziyech, any news on their futures? I think if a new winger will join Chelsea in, in January, I think for Pulisic there could be a chance to, to leave the club. Let's see where, because at the moment there are no negotiations advanced with any club. But of course, there have always been clubs interested in Pulisic. We know also in the summer, uh, Newcastle and many others approached uh, Chelsea, but they only wanted a permanent transfer. Let's see, because again, now the focus is Enzo, but if they will bring in a new winger, the situation of Pulisic could, uh, could change. For Ziyech, at the moment, we had rumours about Milan, but I'm told that Milan are not thinking of Ziyech as a priority target. They are not negotiating to, to sign him. And so I think at the moment it's really quiet. We have to see in the second part of January, probably. Oh, you've got another one there for Zakarian to Chelsea. Is that one that has legs? Yes, this one depends on the also on the legal side. We know that all with all the work permit with the visa, there are some stuff to to resolve between uh, Chelsea and his club to to understand how they can proceed on the contract side too. But it's true that he's a player they want. They had contacts in the summer. Zaharian was really close to joining Chelsea. He dreams of Chelsea. He's a really talented player. But uh, at the moment, they already invested money on Fofana. They invested money on Andre Santos. So Zakaria remains one of the players, one of the many talents they're following because it's important to remind that Chelsea already invested big money. I was counting the other day and it's around 80 millions on players uh, who are under 21. So it's impressive with Gabriel Slonina, with Cesare Casadei, with many, many players they signed in the, su- in the summer and now in January with Andre Santos and with Fofana. So Zakaria remains one of the players they're following, but it's not yet a done deal. Guys, keep those questions coming in. Uh, We don't have Fab for too much longer, but we're just going to move away from Chelsea a little bit now. Uh, Staying in the Premier League, though, Manchester City, rumours of Velez's Maximo Perone. Any update there, Fab? I'm told that Manchester City will trigger the close. This is what I said yesterday because my sources told me we will trigger the close. And so I expect Manchester City to proceed in the next hours, days with uh, with Vélez to trigger this $8 million close for Maximo Perrone. He's a very talented player. Born in 2003, uh, he's considered one of the best talents in, in Argentina. I think Manchester City were super smart uh, one year ago when they decided to sign Julian Alvarez because it was a big opportunity on the market. It was around 17 million euros and imagine the value he has right now in case they want to sell the player, they can make crazy money. Of course, they don't want because he's an important part of the project. And so for Maximo Perone, this is the idea of Manchester City. And let me clarify, is Manchester City, not City Group. Manchester City, so the idea is to go with a player after the Sudamericano uh, sub-20, where he will go with Mascherano, uh, right after uh, he will be part of Manchester City squad. And so we wait for the contracts to be signed, but Man City want to trigger the close. Uh, you mentioned Juventus uh, with regards to Alexi McAllister earlier. Is there any potential uh, you know, business that could be done uh, from the Italian club? Obviously, we know a lot about their financial issues uh, and uh, you know, their legal issues as well. Is there any potential updates regarding them in the January transfer window? Because obviously a lot of names of, uh, of interest uh, in their squad. You've got Vlaovic, Rabiot as well, guys who could potentially be on the move depending on the, on the offers that come in. 
Yes, I'm not sure that Vlaovic will be on the move. For example, a player like Avio, we have to monitor Avio because he's having a very good season. He had a very good World Cup with France and also the first part with the season of the season with Juventus was probably his best moment as Juventus player. So he's doing very well. My feeling is that Adrian Rabiot will leave as free agent in the summer and not in January because at the moment there are no negotiations with any club. So no one approached Juventus to sign a Rabiot now. But in the summer there could be interest. Uh, Juventus know that it's not going to be easy to extend this contract because the player is tempted by Premier League. He dreams of Premier League move. So I think there is a chance for him to leave on a free and join Premier League clubs uh, in the summer. But at the moment still nothing, uh, still nothing decided. For Juventus they are looking for a fullback, uh, probably a right-back. There is a talented one born in 2004, uh, playing for Valladolid is called Ivan Fresneda Borussia Dortmund are also following him also Newcastle because Newcastle are exploring the market for a new right back and so Fresneda is one to watch many clubs want him including Juventus and remember this name because Entold is very very talented all right noted down uh moving on Joao Felix I feel like we talk about him every time we have you on at the moment so he scored yesterday uh, and you've got Diego Simeone saying while he's here I'll try to get the best out of Joao Felix for the club and then we will see what is going to happen. Is this maybe the clearest indication yet that Joao Felix could perhaps be on the move uh, this, uh, this coming winter window? Yes, I think it's pretty clear on Simeone's side. Also, what the CEO of the club, Hilmarin, said a few weeks ago about Joe Felix that they are open to, to discuss with clubs. I think now it's pretty clear. If they will find an important proposal on the market, if Jorge Mendes, the agent of the player, will find the best proposal, they could be open to letting go. But at the moment, again, Jorge Mendes is speaking to English clubs. Arsenal, May United, he also had some conversation with Chelsea, but Chelsea already have Mason Mount in that position, Christopher Kuku, who's joining in the summer, and so at the moment it's not a priority for Chelsea, but they had the conversation with, uh, with Orge Mendes. So he's speaking to English clubs, he's waiting to see what kind of proposal will arrive, and so I think there is a chance for Joe Felix to leave in January, but uh, they have to pay an important fee. All right, fantastic stuff, Fab. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, just before you go, final thoughts, anything that you're keeping your eye on and that you recommend uh, that the listeners and viewers uh, should keep an eye on uh, for the remainder of the week? Obviously, a big weekend coming up with the winter window about to open at the beginning of next week. Yes, I will keep an eye on this Mudrik situation with Arsenal. The timing in January transfer window is really important. We saw that with Gakpo, always in discussions with Manchester United, but they never made any bid to PSV Eindhoven, and so Liverpool in 48 hours were able to complete the deal. So Arsenal know how important it is to be fast on the Mudrik deal. They are in negotiations with Shakhtar. They turned down the opening proposal, but there is still a direct conversation between Shakhtar and Arsenal, and so I think this is one to watch in the next days because Arsenal have to be fast for Mudrik. Absolutely. Well, this has been insightful as ever. Thanks so much to you guys as well for listening to House of Champions. Please take a minute to leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. In fact, we're also available as video. So subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Fab, thanks so much for taking the time, my friend. It's always a pleasure and look forward to the next one. My pleasure as always. And uh, see you soon again here on House of Champions. Thank you.